We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep of Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am joined as always by my journalistic co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? I'm doing well. I can't be uh can't be too upset with anything right now because we're just uh we're coming off a day where uh, I went up to Oshkosh, took in my first ever herd game. It was a it was a good experience. It was good to see you. It was good to take in the the entire atmosphere. It's just it was a fun time. Absolutely, it was great. Uh, just on, to start, and this is going to be a herd centric, but also buck centric episode because lucky for us, Jordan Wara, Sandro Mamukelashvili, and Lindell Wigginton all assigned from the Bucks to the herd for this game. It was Wara's first herd game of the year, I believe. Uh, not Mamu's or Lindell's who started with the herd, but um, we were able to talk to Jordan Wara and Mamu right after the game. So we're going to get to those conversations a little later. Um, but I think first, before we get too deep here, just want to give a shout out to the herd PR team um, for being very accommodating, getting Rohan in there for the first time, um, hooking us up with interviews and everything else. It was it was a great experience as always. So shout out, shout out to the herd for sure. Yeah, very much appreciate that. But Rohan, let's hear it from you first. What were your thoughts on the game? The first time seeing the herd in person. Uh, what did you think about the the squad out there against Lakeland on Thursday night? It was it was interesting for sure, considering it was a back to back for the herd against the same team. They had hit a uh, a buzzer beater the the night or the day before, excuse me. So it was it was an interesting atmosphere to say the least, because these two teams were familiar with each other. But obviously, the herd had you know three new players added to their squad. And uh, I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was very, very, it was, it was a good experience in that the herd just being there, they felt like a very connected squad. And it feels like they're one of these organizations that really prides itself on like, you know, 
um, leadership within, within like the players, within the coaching staff, making sure that everyone feels accommodated. It just, it felt like, it felt like a team, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this was technically War's first game, Mamu's second game for the G League regular season. I think they did play games before that also count. The way they're doing the seasons is very confusing this year. Some were technically showcase games. There was a showcase, a whole thing. But um, I just, before we get into the Bucks guys, who I'm excited to talk about, about those guys, um, it, it was another great game, another buzzer beater opportunity game. Um, Terry Larrier hit an incredible falling down buzzer beater and was very chill about it. When I talked to him after the game during the day on Wednesday, he pretty much said like, yeah, it's great. Like I, it's not a big deal to me. I was like, okay, it would be a pretty big deal to me. You're, you're a cooler guy than I am. Terry, um, Lindell Wigginton had a shot to hit one, um, uh, last night, but missed it. I want to give a shout out. Cause I, again, we're going to focus a lot on the bucks guys, of course, but Ray John Tucker, who is just a, a herd player, not a, not assigned, not a two way guy is seventh technically on the team in scoring this regular season or sixth, excuse me. Um, you know, a lot, some of the guys ahead of him are Wara and Mamu, of course, Jeff Doughton, who was on the other team, Jeff Doughton played in the herds last game previous to Wednesday, and then was on Lakeland for two games back to back against the herd. And honestly lit them up in those games. Funny how fast the G league operates, but um, those guys all ahead of him, Terry Larrier, Lindell Wigginton, but I think Tuck, just his all-around game has been awesome to see this year. He is the Herd's leading rebounder this season. He's averaging 17 points, 10 boards, about three and a half assists. Did not see much usage with the Bucks guys there. Like I think he took seven shots in the game last night. But I think defensively, he's gotten better. He's been he's a better playmaker, certainly a better rebounder. And I think his energy has been big for the team. So just want to give Tuck a shout out. You know, I know Wigginton has has had a good year. I think Tuck honestly made a, is to me making a strong case to be deserving of that second two way that we've seen the team rotate guys through. First, Justin Robinson, then Javante Smart, now Wigginton. Uh, seems Mamu's spot is pretty much safe, though. Yeah, but Rajon Tucker, it was it was good to see him in terms of like having the Bucks guys there, just being so ready to defer, being so ready to like give yeah. up the ball. Like there was a play where uh, it was him and Jordan were in transition. There was only one defender back. And you you know, Flight Tuck, he, he wants to take off. And he did have another monster dunk in that game earlier, which was incredible. But uh, he, he instead of just, like, going up and trying to yam on a dude, he just, like, passes it to Jordan Wara for an easy layup. Like, it's that type of mentality where it's like, okay, I know that there needs to be someone to facilitate this transfer. I'm going to be that guy. So that was a, it was a really, really good leadership move and just player move. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy who is shooting like five times less per game than his last Herd stint two seasons ago. Herd obviously didn't exist technically for the last G League season in their bubble. Um, but um, just a, a really impressive, I think, you know, shifting of his game from – He's not getting the same highlights, although, oh, my God, the dunk he had last night. It looks, it always looks to me like most of his dunks, I'm like, this is going to be like a good attempt for a layup. And the way he raises up, it, it's almost an optical illusion because when he like he raises up in a way, it almost looks like he's moving backwards as he like pulls up to slam. And then it's just like an absolute eruption. So that's still there. That The high-flying flight tuck is, is still in operation in Oshkosh for sure. Um, but I just think, you know, he's not putting up 24 a game or whatever like he was um, uh, last time out. 
But I think even more impressive is his overall performance. And, you know, he got called up last time he was on the herd. He's had some 10 days this year, I believe, or at least one. Um, but I, I think he's really impressed me, his growth as an all-around player. Yeah, it's just it's so good to see. And like you said, that two-way, that two-way might be calling his name. Yeah. Mike, I, 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 I will wish to Lindell. No, 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 no. Um, how do you, how do you feel about them kind of using one basically for like, it seems like a longer term prospect to a degree in Mamu. And then the other one kind of just like using it more actively than it feels like they have before just to give guys looks, right? Like they brought in Justin Robinson at first and then, as I said, smart and and now Wigginton, uh, who obviously was already around, but you know, get, get these guys in with the box and, and see how it goes. I think it's actually you know, maybe it seems cold to, you know, move the, move it so often, but I think it's the right approach because, you know, most of your two-way guys are not going to be NBA hits, right? Like just statistically, it's unlikely. But, you know, the more the more looks you take, the more chances you get to find that guy. Yeah, it's all about opportunity and opportunity cost. It's what what can you gain from this if you're the Bucks? And the Bucks are just gaining looks, like you said. Um uh, they're giving a look to Lindell right now. Obviously, like after the game, all three of these guys have been recalled back to the Bucks uh, because they have a back-to-back starting today, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Days and time. <laughs> um, but it's just giving guys looks. Is Lindell going to get like actual playing time with the Bucks? That's yet to be seen in like an actual capacity. Yeah. When players are healthy, but. Uh, I mean, that, that same thing could be said for Justin Robinson and Javante Smart. Like, are they going to get opportunity? It, it really depends on how the Bucs are doing roster-wise at the moment. And at the moment, the only guy on the Bucks injury report is Brooke Lopez. Get well soon, big fella. Uh, please, please do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please. Uh, maybe, they should, uh, maybe they should sign John Teske to a two-way. Yeah, John Teske was absolutely dominating for the Lakeland Magic. Just, just a behemoth of a human being. It's huge. Absolutely huge. Um, Jordan Trusky's long lost cousin was six for eight with 13 points, only seven boards, or no, nine boards, seven, seven defensive. Um, but a, a good game for him. Okay, before we get, we'll start with Jordan War, but before that, is there anybody else on, on the herd, on, on Lakeland, or anything else about, about the game that you wanted to touch on before we focus on the Bucks guys? Um, I know you already talked about Jeff Downton Jr. Yeah. Uh, just he had, he had an incredible performance. What did he have? 30 points and 17 shots. And he's got just a no he's got a nose for like tough like epic kind of shots too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times when uh, Lakeland's possessions were sort of devolving and there's like 5 seconds left on the shot clock. It's like, "Okay, give it to Jeff at the top, see what he can do." And he was making good work out of it. Another guy for the Magic, uh Hassani Gravit. Yeah. He he looked like he has the vision of the NBA level. If you guys recall, yeah. in the, when the Bucks played the Orlando Magic, he is the player who left uh, halftime or mid-game, whatever it was, uh, due to health and safety protocols. So if that name sounds familiar, that's why. But uh, he he did he looked like he deserves to be at the NBA level purely because of his vision. Yeah, I think Doughton. You look at this is the second night of a back-to-back. He plays forty minutes for the shorthanded Magic. 30 points, seven assists, one turnover on 11 for 17 shooting. Only two for six from deep. And I think defensively, we'll see. He's just kind of small um, height-wise and like strength-wise. But certainly is is a, a skilled shot maker. You can see why both the Bucks 
and the Warriors gave him uh, ten days at some point. Yeah, it's it's fun to see the guys who come in came came in. Unfortunately, uh, bulky Admiral Schofield, who uh, we were freaking out about in our last playback room. Who's uh, was, we? Numak and I. Yeah, not you, <laughs> not you. Uh, we're freaking out about like, what's happening. <laughs> how built he is. Um, he's, the guy's jacked, man. Uh, he he wasn't with Lakeland, so we didn't we didn't get to see Admiral up close. Um, the only fangirling done was was you for the Lakeland coach. <laughs> okay, let, okay, let me say this. This guy was just baby Quinn Snyder. Just all of his mannerisms, just the way like he was built, his haircut. It's just like it, it's Quinn Snyder. I was like, it, are you related to? I, I didn't ask him that, obviously. But no, but we, we we pulled it up. Doesn't seem like it. Um, doesn't no. doesn't seem like it. Although you never know. You never know, but it was just like this is insane. Yeah, I was just I was obsessed with this guy who's just like Quinn Snyder. <laughs> but uh, uh, just other thoughts on this game: Jamario Jones. Uh, it, it was a rough outing for him. One for five, didn't yeah. even hit the ten minute mark. Had an insane flagrant foul. Oh my god! It's it just was... like in just in transition instead of like getting back on defense, he like uh, just kicked a guy like yeah. in the backcourt, and they were like. Oh my God! Like you, that was you don't you love know, you to don't see, see that very often. You don't love to see a guy just get kicked. It was yeah. it was tough to watch. I don't think he played again after that. I think kind of for good reason. And it wasn't, you know, sometimes you can see there's like a retribution for something that happened. It seemed like he, I think he just missed a shot, right? Like it didn't. I mean, I'm sure there was some trash talk, but you know, if somebody pushes like the 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 Jokic Morris thing, like you can argue both guys are at fault to an extent there. I don't want to relitigate that whole thing. But this was really, it was kind of out of nowhere. And it's just like, you just really can't do that. And clearly the herd head coach, Chase on Allen, agreed not not playing him anymore. But um, yeah, that was, hopefully was you don't just, see. It was pretty intentional. <laughs> yeah, it was super intentional. <laughs> he just, he just, yeah. just straight up kicked him. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, you got to, I don't know if the clip is out there anywhere. It wasn't like, a, it wasn't like a high jump kick or a karate kick. He, it was like a jab kick. It was like a sideways jab kick to a leg. And, yeah, I think it was pretty – pretty ob- maybe the most obvious flagrant right foul you'll see. Right in front of the Lakeland bench. Yeah, they were not thrilled. Honestly, cooler heads prevailed. I thought there was going to be more confrontation. But they were more just like, what the hell, man? Like, why? Like, what are you doing? Um, not not ideal from Jamaria, who was also one for five. Um, just really, like, was still getting his offensive rebounds. Just not able to to put them back, unfortunately. He had three offensive boards in the game, but um, only the one make. So yeah, it was a tough game all around for Jamario. Although he usually starts at quasi center when Mamu is not down there, so we'll see if that continues or if Javin Delorier, who you might remember from uh, a, a hardship ten day, although I don't know if he ever actually played. And he, summer league, he, I think he got. I think he got garbage time. Yeah, I think and he, he was got in garbage the time. training camp. He played preseason. Before. Yeah, he played preseason, uh, and, and I think summer league two or just preseason. Yeah, I yeah. think it was pre uh, summer league as well. Yeah, um, so he's he's been around the Bucks org, um, and and certainly seems like they're they're looking at him as a a long term uh, big man prospect. Um, but yeah, he's got, uh, got some ways to go. Yeah, he he does, but uh, he's, he's working. He had a really good game hey, earlier yeah. in the season. Um, Credit where credits due. You got to work. Exactly. Speaking of work, Jordan Wara putting in that work, his first G League game of, of the regular season at least, 33 minutes, 32 points, 11 for 23 from the field, eight rebounds, five assists, one steal, one turnover, uh, two blocks. Two blocks. One of them, one was, of them was, was yeah. emphatic. He just swallowed a shot. It looked like John Morant 
like yeah. going up on the Lakers, except it wasn't against the backboard. He just went up with the guy. And you could argue he got body a little bit, but it was still impressive. He had two arms on the ball, so I'm glad they they didn't they gave him uh, a no call on that. Um, I, I think the scoring it, it's almost rude. Like we just expect it, right? Like that's that's everyone knows that about Wara. And you know, was it great to see him put up 32, lead the game in scoring? Yeah, it's cool, but I don't think anyone had any doubt that Jordan Wara could drop 30 in the G League, right? Like we've seen him do it with Team USA. Our team we've Nigeria. We've NBA. seen him do it in the NBA when when the Bucks are shorthanded. Um, but I think some of the playmaking was impressive. I think he turned down some shots, um, passed to Mamu and, and some other guys to get those five assists. I thought that was good. Defensively, off and on. I mean, it had the, the highlight plays were there, as, as I think they usually are. But was it like early first quarter? He got backdoor cut pretty hard. I remember we, we it talked like about it. was like the second possession of yeah. the game. Yeah, it was fast. It was like, uh, yeah, just I think it was in transition literally off like the first miss of the herd, like their first missed shot. He just gets back cut in transition. Yeah. And for, it's like, and I think Lakeland, so the second game in a row, Lakeland had a hot start. They were up, I think, 7 0, I think like 11 to 3 or something. The herd got back in pretty fast, but um, it was a close game down to the wire game. The herd had a lead of nine late, kind of blew it, but. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. And one of the late buckets for Lakeland in their comeback also was Jordan, a take takes to the rim, doesn't get the call kind of asking is, is for the foul afterward and doesn't get back on defense in time, open three for Lakeland that, that helps them seal the win. So, uh, I, I think more or less par for the course that what we're expecting with Jordan war out of what, what were your thoughts on, on his game? I thought it was. Yeah, par for the course is a good way to put it. It's like you expect him to put up these gaudy scoring numbers. You expect him to put up a ton of shots because he's going to be the featured guy on this team. And I don't know. It's just like it's tough trying to bridge that gap between like um, playing with guys like Giannis, Chris, and Drew as a role player versus, you know, being the featured guy on the herd. Like how how do you necessarily like compare those experiences? It's, It's really, really tough. I don't necessarily know. Again, the assists were good. Like that was good. He yeah, was making that, up. That was the high point. He wasn't, I think. Ta- he wasn't taking some shots that he had. There was this possession uh, late in the third quarter, I believe. Yeah, it was just under three minutes to go in the third quarter, where he yep. looked like he had some space and to pull a three, but instead passes it to Lindell Wigginson in the corner for a wide open three, which he bricked. Yeah, but, uh, Lindell over six from deep, but but, uh, but the idea of it is the idea nice. Is, yeah, is good. Sort of. Um, yeah, I think that that was probably the standout if you're looking for real. And the scoring is still there, which, again, it's like not to take that away. It still counts. But it's just what we know this. Like, this is not a surprise. Like, nobody is saying, oh, if Jordan Warwick could score, he's a Bucks rotation player. We know he can score. It's, it's the other stuff. And I think the playmaking was nice. Um, but just still like the play to play consistency, which is what we've been harping on. I think it was kind of evident uh, in this game as well. So. Um, yeah, like like I mentioned earlier, we we caught up with Jordan after the game. Um, talked about you know the differences between playing with the Bucks and the Herd. I think he had some interesting uh, it, ways to put his playing time with the Bucks. Um, and also asked him, of course, about the 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 vicious beef with Chris and Drew. So we'll insert that here. And we do have the the videos. Rohan, our videographer. So if you're not watching on YouTube and you want to see. 
this inter- it's just Jordan, but um, we're, we're not involved face-wise in that part. But you can check that out on the Eurostep Podcast Network YouTube. But here is our conversation with Jordan Wara. Obviously not the not the outcome you wanted tonight, um, falling on late on, on the game. What do you think uh, went right for Lakeland for them to pull out the win? Uh, just a, a timely rebound. Um, I think the game just got to finish, uh, finish the possession. We got to stop. Just got to get that rebound. Um, you know, they got a good bounce. Uh, you know, I think it was Dowdy was able to make a yeah. make the shot. So, absolutely. When you're here with the herd, do you have any like specific goals in mind that you're trying to get through when you so you can take away from that experience to go transition to play with guys like Giannis, Chris, and Drew? How does that mindset sort of shift? Uh, just really the goal is just to win. I obviously didn't do that tonight, but other than that, just play my game, be free, get reps in. Uh, really, just I don't know what the what the word is. Uh, I guess you can just say, say like, staying ready, just being ready. Um, you know, there's nights I play with the Bucks, there's nights I don't. Obviously, last night I didn't play, so they sent me up here to play, get reps, instead of having a day off, not doing anything. So, you know, I get it. It's going to get me better, and, uh, you know, hopefully next time if I play here again, we get a win. You know, between uh, Team Nigeria down here, it seems like oftentimes you're the focal point of an offense. Is it difficult to go from that to playing with Giannis and Chris when obviously those guys are going to get a lot of touches in a game? Uh, no, it's not too difficult. You know, I'm starting to figure it out now. I was figuring out through the stretch last month when I was playing a lot of minutes. Um, you know, I think it just comes with playing. The more I play, the more I'll be able to get used to it. Uh, right now, my role has been a little inconsistent, but, you know, that's what it can, it can be said, you know, being on a good team and being a young, the youngest guy really getting minutes, it is what it is. You know, like I said, I'm going to just stay in the gym, keep working on my game, and, you know, keep getting better. Got to ask you after the last all access about the beef with uh, Chris yeah. and maybe Drew on, yeah. on social media. Uh, what's going on there? Oh, nothing. It's just just messing around. Uh, you know, we don't get a lot of reactions out of Chris, so I was actually happy he said something. <laughs> but you know, those are both my guys. There's nothing. Just just fooling around. So absolutely, Chris sure. Elite. Yeah. <laughs> We talked to uh, Mamu just before this. He mentioned you guys knew each other before he was picked by the Bucks, and mm. it seemed like you have certainly some chemistry out there, some assists going both ways. You know, what's it been like getting to play with someone that you knew before the Bucks and, and getting a link out there for 60 combined points? Uh, it's great, you know, playing with him. Mamu's such a such a great guy. Uh, it's funny, he actually called me when he was at Scene Hall trying to pick, figure out what agents he's going, going to go with. He ended up not going with my agent, so, you know, I was a little mad at him for that. <laughs> Calling me tall for a long time, then doesn't go take my <laughs> advice, but it is what it is. You know, it's still my guy. He's a great guy, and, you know, down this line, he's going to get better. He's going to be really good. Thanks, good? Jordan. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, I appreciate you, you, guys. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're back. Do you have any 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 thoughts on on our chat with Jordan, um, or should we just should we talk about Mamu? I think I, I thought like I mentioned before we cut to it. I thought some of the the way he talked about his playing time with the Bucks, I found interesting. Yeah, it was it was very like oh my my playing time isn't consistent right now. What are, what are we supposed to do about that? It's like I don't know. It it felt like very pointed. Yeah. in that, in that regard. It's like I think consistency is something that he wants but doesn't have in yeah. multiple regards. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I think that's a good way to like, put it. Uh, he he wants a consistent playing time but isn't necessarily putting on consistent play. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to get consistent playing time if you're not a consistent player. Yeah, uh, it, it it is. But I think you know not don't, don't want to rag on him too much. I think no, obviously he's got he's got some some serious NBA level skills. But yeah, I do think that you know that's the next evolution to him is just play to play, um, um, being more being like the teammates finding him more reliable. And I think this game was better than than some of the the Bucks games we've seen where. Um, either out of position offensively or, or losing the ball entirely. I thought his his handle and his control, I think, looked better. That That's more positives to take away. Um, but just some of the lapses defensively, whether it's not getting back or or missing the backdoor cut, that kind of thing. I mean, we know enough about Bud without ever being able to speak to him yet. Hope, fingers crossed, someday. But to know that's the kind of stuff that drives Bud crazy. And every coach, really. Like, that coaches hate that kind of stuff. So, you know, you see why the the playing time for, for Jordan has been uh, limited or, or sporadic thus far. But I think the way this season's going, he probably will get more opportunities at some point. Um, we'll see how much more he plays with the herd. But I think he'll, there'll be Bucks minutes there. So we'll see if he can use his time in Oshkosh to, you know, maybe help leave a better impression on Bud and the coaching staff in those minutes. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about opportunity. That's I think that's just the the way the game in terms of like sending guys down to the G League and just the G League experience in general. It's just opportunities. And that's uh that's that's the way to go about it. And someone who took advantage of his opportunity was Sandra Mamukalashvili. Yes, that was that was a fun game for him. He's he's impressive to watch at that level, and I think what really I think it was kind of the same deal both games. He kind of becomes the go-to scorer late. And last time, that was less of a story. He was the NBA guy in the game. But even with Wara out there, it felt like a lot went through Mamu late in the game. I mean, Wara had, I think, 20 in the first half, and he ends with 32, so 12 in, in the second half. I think he only had a couple points in the third quarter. So a lot of that was in the fourth, too. But Mamu really came on late, um, hit a lot of big shots, six for eight from deep. Last time... I spoke to him. He said, hey, I think I'm an elite shooter, and I, I need to think that way in this game. He looked like it, hit knocking down six threes and eight tries. Uh, he and Wara combined for 60. Mamu puts up 28 points, six boards, uh, three assists, two steals, four turnovers, uh, and a block for Mamu. 10 for 15 from the field. I think just really impressive again. I mean, 
the the one thing that we always point out with him is you know sometimes the at the rim defense if he doesn't get his hand on the ball he's not always great at stopping drives but he moves his feet well and i think even at a smaller level where there's less true size that was pretty apparent it was and one thing i really liked from him was ability to move in space uh like he had a couple uh he had a couple delayed cuts that resulted in either layups or dunks uh, off like a baseline penetration. So that was good to see just being able to operate in space, which uh, it, that's something that really translates at the NBA level. It's just like your ability to find space around guys and just the shooting ability, obviously. Like that's that's what really stands out. Like if, at the NBA level with the Bucks, that's been a little inconsistent. But when he's with the herd, he's just like he turns into a prime Ray Allen. Yeah, and I think um, in our chat with him and Mamu is is really just a, a very very cool guy to talk to. I think um, getting a sense of his true appreciation for for where he's at and and the opportunity he's got here is great. But um, you know, he mentioned that it's it's easier to feel tight at the NBA level. He feels a lot freer on the herd level. So hopefully, he can kind of reconcile those things. But I think either way, getting in these reps and surely the confidence that comes with them is big. Although Jordan and and Mamu both said, you know, we come down here to win, which I thought was actually really interesting. You know, it sounds like the team perspective is not work on this skill because we asked Rohan, you asked both of the guys what they're specifically working on. And I think both of them immediately said, win, we want to win. I think that's cool. Obviously the herd exists to help the bucks. I think that's, I've talked to Dave Dean before and like, that's their goal, right? They want to help the bucks win a championship mission accomplished guys. But um, it's not to win games first, which is the odd thing of the G League, but that's the NBA focus. I think that's a really good way to approach it when you send guys down because it's like work on winning basketball. That's what we want you to do. Um, and I think Mamu certainly was was showcasing some winning ball, even if he beat himself up for not having enough rebounds after the game. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good game overall. But in terms of like what you're saying about. Uh, these guys coming down to win. I mean, you can interpret that to say the Bucks are going to send these guys down to say, how can they contribute to winning basketball? Yeah. Because like, even uh, you heard in our conversation with Jordan Wara, it's like, he says his playing time being inconsistent is a product of him being on a good team. And it's like, how can you go and translate and be a part of winning basketball? And I think that's a good approach for these guys to have as they're going back and forth between the herd and the Bucks, because at the end of the day, what the Bucks want to do is win. And to build that sort of habit, you have to go and win at any level. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think it's a good way to to approach it. And I think, you know, for Mamu in particular, I, I think he just he t- he seems to be taking that really well. Uh, and Jordan did too, for sure. But I think Mamu was really self reflective after the game in, in a in a positive way. Um, and I think what, one thing, last thing before we get to the interview that interested me is every time that you ask him about, you know, what's it playing with the Bucks and, and those guys, like, what are you getting from that? And obviously, you know, loves playing with Giannis. I think that's great. Seems like he's really looking at Bobby as a guy to learn a lot from. He's really called out Bobby in a positive way a couple times. And I think it makes sense because that's part of the offensive role, right? I think that's. It, getting down the shooting, the way Bobby shoots, that's probably Mamu's quickest way to being an NBA rotation level guy. Like 
we've seen with Bobby, you know, the defense can be a little here and there, but if you're making that much of a splash offensively, then you can still have a role. And I think Mamu's explosiveness, his passing, I mean, he brings up the ball a lot of possessions with the herd. And in the last game he was up, he faked a, a handoff and then just drove and thundered down a dunk. Like he's got good vision. He's got a pretty good handle for someone that size. So I think adding some more Bobby to his game, hopefully not slowing down his shot for the Bobby Portis trebuchet, but adding some of that shooting touch and, and some of those offensive uh, skills will be nice for Mamu as he develops here. Yeah, it was it was wild to see him like bring the ball up the floor and sort of do behind the back crossover steps yeah. at, at the top of the key. I'm just like, what what on earth is happening <laughs> right now? <laughs> like, can you imagine him doing that with the Bucks? Like, my goodness. Maybe he's maybe he will next time they need him to log 40 minutes or whatever. Um, oh God! Can we not get those games again? Otherwise, Adam yeah. Silver is going to get more downstroke, <laughs> and and he deserves them. But here's our combo with uh, Sandro Mamukelashvili, including, uh, and Jordan talked about this too. But it turns out he and Jordan War are, are good buddies. So that that was uh, a fun uh, bit of knowledge for us uh, that we learned in this interview. Mamu, tough finish out there tonight. Obviously, it was a close game after the Magic pulled away early. Yeah. You know, uh, what do you think uh, went wrong for uh, Lakeland to get the win tonight? Um, you see, uh, we went up by nine. Um, I did a like turnover, and then they started coming back. I feel like we just had to maintain our lead. Um, that was our, I think, first lead of the game. So, you know, sometimes when you start kind of rumbling and crumbling, it just all falls down together and. I feel like offense, uh, defensively we had to get more rebounds and they all rebounded us. Um, I had to rebound more and, um, you know, we just got to work and get better. Uh, it, was a, it was a close game. It could have been otherwise. We really we really pushed ourselves and played together. So I'm proud of the team, proud of the effort. Um, you know, sometimes that happens, but now we just got to work up and we'll wake up tomorrow, watch film, and just get, get to another one. Absolutely. You know, last time we talked, you mentioned you, you see yourself as an elite shooter. I think six yeah. for eight out there. Hit some big ones in this yeah. game. How do you feel like the shot's coming along? Or are you comfortable taking yeah. that many threes per game? I'm comfortable. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I have a chance to take him, I'll take him. I won't hesitate. You know, this game is all about confidence, all about believing in yourself. And when the team believes in yourself, the team believes in you and you pop out and they give you... You know, all you got to do is just believe in yourself and knock it down. So uh, it felt amazing out there. You know, um, I feel like coming down here just gives me that kind of boost and kind of like um, like something to improve on and something to work on. And um, just love being with the guys, amazing group of guys. So thank you again. Absolutely. It seemed like you and Jordan played a lot of your minutes together. It seemed like you had a connection out there on the court. I saw, you know, one of those half hugs at one point. What's it like being able to work with him with the Bucks and then come down here and run together? Um, I knew Jordan before uh, coming to the Bucks. Um, we kind of had a mutual friend, so I talked to him um, during my draft process. So when we went, I got here, we were already friends. And you know, having somebody who's around your age and kind of can already went through it one time, can kind of teach you something and help you with some uh, transition and stuff. So um, you know, Jordan is my very close friend. We we spend so much time together uh, at the Bucks facility, outside the Bucks facility. So. You know, uh, I'm always cheering for him, and I just want to—I just want him to do great. And today, I think he came out here, competed, and you know, proved that he's a lead shooter, lead player. So I'm really happy for Jordan. Absolutely. But I just want to say I'm happy for the team too. I feel like 
you know, we go through ups and downs, but it's just part of the game. Um, just got to stick together now and just work on it. And um, just amazing group of guys. Yeah, I mean, you've, uh, with the Bucks sometimes been in, you know, big rotational roles. Yeah. You still feel like a rookie? Is that one off by now? or? Uh, you see, sometimes you feel like a rookie, you know. Um, I feel like playing with the Bucks is such an opportunity. Like, you know, when you go out there, you don't want to mess up. And I feel like when you feel like you don't want to mess up, sometimes mistakes happen. So I feel like I got to free my mind of that, oh, I'm a rookie, I might mess up. And just, you know, just stay calm. And I feel like everything going to kind of, I would say, build up to success. So just got to gotta stay down, work hard. And I feel like tomorrow I'm going to go there, shoot some more, and just work on my game. Do you have any specific goals in mind when you're coming down here to um, play with the herd? Does anyone have, like, specific The goals? only goal like, for me is to win the game. Um, you know, like, I lost today. We lost today. And, you know, it's tough. But my goal is to come here, compete my ass off. I'm oh, sorry. That's fine. I'm going to say Just work, work uh, hard as possible because, you know, I get the, the opportunity with the Bucks, but when I come down here, it's like bigger opportunity to showcase myself, to prove what I can do and kind of uh, help the team uh, so the team can help me as well, just be more open and relaxed on the course. So just coming down here is a very big opportunity for me. And I appreciate the, the guys just, you know, some guys will be mad, sometimes will be upset, but these guys, they all stay positive. They're all happy when they see us and it's just great playing with them. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Okay, Rohan, I know we talked a lot about this one before um, before actually cutting to it, but any other takeaways from our, our chat with Mamu? One, he's just, like you mentioned earlier, he's a super cool guy, yeah. super fun guy, great interview. Uh, but it's it's like calling out Bobby, like you mentioned earlier, is like, we we thought about this after, ooh, maybe we should ask about, are, are you working with Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah next like, how's, time. How's that going? Oh, man. Uh, next time, next yeah. time. It, it, uh, does, does does Brooke walk? Have you seen Brooke jump? Uh, I mean, has Brooke taught you anything about jumping? Have you seen him jump? Has Brooke? I mean, maybe not jumping. Has Brooke like jumped in an NBA game in a while? Like in like uh, yeah, when, when he actually probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're gonna. I don't know what I don't know what evidence to use. <laughs> uh, is he teaching you? Uh, is he teaching you how to like lumber through the lane and sort of put up <laughs> some like weird shot that goes in? Remember the his first year with the Bucks? Like all of those just went in. Just yeah. like whenever he would like drive into the paint and just like, just like go through players and just like put up some wild shot, they would always go in. See, remember, if, ask ask Mamu if he's working on that. Remember when they stopped going in? I started calling him Burke Levitsky. I forgot about that. <laughs> bad, g- good times now. Bad times at the time. Uh, never, never doubt Brooke again though. Uh, but no, yeah, I, th- I thought the same, and I think. Um, uh, out of our, outside of our clips, a cool moment was another reporter there uh, wrote down some Georgian to talk to Mamu, and he really appreciated it. He was like going through the whole sheet of paper and, and saying saying some stuff back. I don't I don't know if the reporter caught much of what Mamu said back, um, but that was super cool. Mamu seemed legitimately touched and talked about wanting to put Georgia on the map and and his relationship, uh, or just you know admiration for Zaza Pachulia. Who actually brought a Bucks court to Georgia? Um, so a lot of Which I didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't prove that. I don't. He bought, I, a, he bought the old Bucks court and brought it back to Georgia. Yeah, for for like kids, I think to to play there. So Mamu's goal, like growing up, was to go to the Bucks for that reason. So super cool, like just ties there for Mamu, and I think it, with Jordan playing here, Jordan Wara, and I think his fit with Giannis still. It, I think it makes a lot of sense to me. I like the idea of it for some of the same reasons I like Bobby and Giannis's fit 
to the Zaza court connection. Uh, just some very cool Bucks ties for Mamu. So you can see why he's really like, you know, thrilled to to be a two way player for the Bucks. You think uh, Sandro's going to uh, work for the Warriors when he's done? Is, I he, hope, is he following I, that path? I hope he works for the Bucks when he's done. Imagine 20 years from now, after a long, illustrious playing career, Herd head coach Sandro Mamukela Oh, my goodness. I think he'd be a good That'd coach. Incredible. That'd be incredible. He has a personality to do it, I think. Yeah, yeah I think he does too. Um, but uh, after, of course, Chase on Allen at this point is lead assistant on the Bucks dynasty. Good things happen to everyone, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, all the herd sure. assistants I mean, get head coaching jobs. Every, everything is great. Yeah, like the reason he's working with the Bucks, like Zaza went to the Warriors because they were the dynasty of that era. Yeah, who's going to work for the Bucks because the Bucks were the dynasty of this era. A buck for life, just like Drew Holiday. Everyone on the team now never leaves except Shemi. It's it's all perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to give him like an assistant coaching job on the herd. No, absolutely no. not. He's going to be like. Take a post fadeaway in games, but don't practice it. Just do whatever. Yeah, Giannis, Play random. Giannis is president of the team now. No, of the country. Oh yeah, just in, uh, <laughs> yeah. He can't though. Yeah, honestly, I don't want that for him. He doesn't deserve that. That's he that's also can't. I know, but I'm glad. Like that's a terrible job. I think. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun, honestly. Yeah. No, no. president of the Bucks. He run. He owns the Bucks. I don't think we want that. What? I don't think Giannis would spend. Oh, that's true. He's not going to pay. I mean, what's going to change? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be mad at Giannis about it, though. I don't ma- I don't mind being mad at hedge fund guys. I don't want to be mad at Giannis. Giannis never the, owned the anything. Lit- the litmus test is the Brewers to see if they start spending. Imagine they just, like, cut Christian Yelich right after we record this. <laughs> I mean, like, they might. I mean, he's bad now. Uh, we're riding. We're riding with Yelly. Let's not, let's not, let's not step on win and six's toes. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. We got that's it. win and six it. territory. Or Andrew Snyder's future. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody do a baseball pod with Andrew Snyder, please. But I think the fact that we're now talking about the Brewers and Giannis as president of the United States means it's, it's outro time. It is time to wrap this up. Uh, somehow, even when we have like specific plans of what we're going to talk about, like specific pointed, let's talk about Jordan Moore. Let's talk about Mamu. We end up devolving really quickly. Uh, but that's just the Euro step for you. And all we can say is thank you for listening to this episode of the Euro step here on the Euro step podcast network, part of the Blue Wire podcast network. If you did enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever term your podcast platform uses i know spotify uses follow i always say subscribe but spotify's follow give that five star rating and review you can we we invented a review system if you want to leave a review and your platform doesn't allow you to email us at eurosteppod at gmail.com with your review uh i did i air quote review uh for people listening on the audio feed um but yeah and we'll we'll make sure to appreciate that read that out but uh we we don't have a new one on apple although we have it we have a goal we need 100 on spotify ratings we currently have 52 and i know we have more than 52 people who listen on spotify we we, we know the numbers literally billions so we need 48 of you who have not already left five stars on spotify just go do it. You don't have to send anything in if you don't want to. If you don't, we, we'd love you in the Discord, but it still supports us if you just go literally go to the pod page on the Spotify mobile app, go to the stars, click five five of them things, 
and then that's it. You're done. And it really helps the pod. So I'd love to get to triple digits. We have, I think, 200 now on Apple across platforms, more than that. Um, so want to want to get at least halfway there on Spotify because it's uh, nearly as popular. Um, so yeah, Spotify listeners, help us out. Give us five stars. And if you want your thoughts on the show read on air, you can either you can tweet us our tweets our, our tweets our twitters at Ty Windish at Arcadi Junior. They're on the screen if you're watching on YouTube over there. Um, or you can email EurosteppPod at gmail.com uh, and we'll with a screenshot of your five star Spotify rating. And we'll read your review, get you in the Discord. But even if you don't want to do all that, leave the five stars. It's very, very appreciated. It is very appreciated. And uh, like, please, come on, like, <laughs> please, please. I was gonna, I was gonna say we'll do anything, but we will not do anything. But we uh, will put you in the Discord. We'll get you in yes, our playback rooms to watch games <laughs> with us. We'll read your thing on air. Yes, um, we'll do a lot. Yeah, but not anything. Yeah. I don't know why. Just, I, I need to stop. I need to be yeah. stopped. Uh, but uh, no, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. You just saw the clips of Jordan and Sandro. If you uh, are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe so we can continue making fun video content for you guys. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Pod random, and we'll talk to you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.